Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. talked about it but you meaning the person watching or listening royal you it's a uh, world emoji day mm. a lot of people didn't know that maybe we'll talk a little bit about everyone's favorite texting things <laughs> gotta knock some of the, the rust off my brain first show back in a month texting you things. know texting things the things uh emoji conversation coming up next hour on the show i've got a fun topic revolving around steph curry winning whatever that celebrity pro-am was yesterday we talk about that as well as we move along but for now tennessee titans eight buckets win total projection for the coming year jake let's fade that bed back up please let's put my bucket hat back on so, you know, we can have our opinion as to what's going to happen when DeAndre Hopkins, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Chicka Conquo, Traylon Burks, and the Tennessee Titans travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints in week number one where the Saints are three-point favorites. But, Ken, we are going by what the point spread is, and the point spread indicates that this is a likely loss here for the Tennessee Titans in week number one, correct? Yeah, the uh, because the projected point spread is between three and six and a half. It's a likely loss. Uh, that means they got a third of a win for that one because they aren't going to win it very often. And uh, we'll be adding up all of the uh, pieces of wins, as we joked about in the last segment, to uh, to eventually get to our number. We'll compare it to the Titans' win total number, uh, which is seven and a half. What is the likelihood that you bet the Tennessee Titans catching? I, I'm sure, you're going to need three, I'm sure, to make that bet, that you would bet the Titans plus three in week number one. Yeah, the question is, like, would I ever bet it at three or would I need three and a half? I mean, I haven't. I have, God, when was the last time I thought about week one point spreads? A long time. I don't have any updated ratings, probably numbers, June projected 19th. spreads. Probably June 19th would be my guess. I was, That's a, I, but is, I mean, my last but that was for only for a couple teams. Like we didn't even, I haven't even made, I haven't like made numbers on games in like maybe two months, even something like that. But re- revisit week one when I get back from vacation and uh, hopefully a little more clarity on some stuff by then. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, you, you look at the, it is funny too, right? Because you look at the win total numbers in the market. This is why uh, using win totals alone to figure out 
a power rating for teams is a really bad idea, right? Because you're going to look at like the Saints win total is like nine and a half and the Titans win total is seven and a half and the Saints are at home. And so therefore you would somehow think that there's like some big difference between them, especially when accounting for the fact the Saints are at home, yet the market is only three, right? So I, I think you'll see this on Twitter sometimes or, you know, people will write about, they'll try to evaluate the difficulty of a team's schedule, which is a great exercise to try to do. But in doing it, they will say like, Oh, well, they play this many teams with a win total of like nine or more, or this many teams. And it's like, well, you're kind of like cannibal. Like it's like inverting something on itself. Like the reason the win total is that is the division and the schedule. So then like, don't use that to say which schedule is tougher. Like it's not an independent thing of the schedule. So it's like a mistake to try to use that to evaluate teams that way. You can use it as like a small part of it. Sure. If if uh, a team plays against a bunch of teams with other, that have win totals of 11 and they have 10 games like that. Yeah, that's going to suck versus playing teams with a win total of five or something. But like when you get into the middle, especially, um, I think this game and this projected point spread market is like a great example of why win totals are a bad idea to look at schedule. Because if a team's nine and a half and another team's seven and a half, the nine and a half is at home, there's no way the spread is three. <laughs> like if you're using that type of analysis. So don't use it would be like a really good example. I don't even know do where think, I was uh, going on that, but it ended up in an okay place. Yeah. Do you think that uh, sports betting content creators will take your advice? Maybe, but probably not. Um, I just like, yeah, I just, there's, there's just like better ways. There's good, better is a wrong word. There's good ways to do stuff. Like you don't, you don't need this. You don't need this to figure out what to bet on. You don't need to do stuff that way. Like just, and it, put it this way. If you're evaluating an NFL team schedule, you're looking at who they're playing and you're saying to yourself, well, that's a really good team. That's a really bad team. That's a team that made the Super Bowl last year. That's a team that missed the playoffs, whatever. That's one of the worst teams in the league. Ask yourself as you're doing that exercise, if I'm going to turn around and make a bet off of this, is this really information that's unique to me that only I know that they play Arizona or they play a tough schedule or they play in a bad division? Like, I think like those are exactly the things that are in the number. The funny thing is the coaching stuff starts to, I think, get into a really fun, like the stuff we were talking about earlier in the show. And you could argue maybe quarterbacks, like a little bit of this franchise success or something is a little bit coordinators are definitely part of this where it's like, it's in the number, but it maybe isn't part of the projection. Like, Hey, you know, who's just awesome against the number Mike Vrabel, like of the coach of the team we're talking about right now, you know what he does all the time, cover numbers and go over win totals. So like every year there, it always seems like there's just not quite enough in the Titans number. Like they're just gonna win a little bit more. So that would coach would kind of seem like something to spend a lot of time on. Cause it seems like it's not in the number schedule. Like, ugh, like that's a really tough one. So we're making a number like this based on our projected point spread as kind of like a baseline to kind of be like, all right, like is the market putting it like accounting for other things? in addition to the schedule when it's figuring out it's like this is a good exercise for that reason but just if you're if your sole thing is just the schedule like this needs to be combined with a bunch of other stuff you better you bet with nick and ken magnificent monday eight buckets win total analysis for the tennessee titans now hear me out week one yeah who do you trust more yeah mike vrabel or dennis allen who do you trust more blank or dennis allen i mean i just it's, I you know I have, I have a kind of a contrarian take, I think, but I mean it. I trust Ryan Tannehill more than I trust Derek Carr. Why would that be contrarian? I feel like most people would take Carr over Tannehill. I, hasn't Carr had, like, one good season? He almost he led the league in interceptions. I, I, I don't... 
I don't I don't know why people think Derek Carr is really good. Why do they think he's really good? Well, maybe, maybe I'm off here. What evidence Tyler. is there of this? Tyler, yeah. pop on here. You think that most people, if given the choice, would choose Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill? I think Derek Carr, just because at least he's like shown some success, and people I feel like they like Derek Carr as the person, so they're always going to side with them. And and he got kind of like a raw deal is. in Vegas. Yeah. But I, I don't. I think Derek Carr is horrendous. I think I would take Tannehill to be honest. But like yeah. Ryan Tannehill was, like Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback of like one of the most successful offenses like ever a few years ago. Like I went I, to an AFC Championship what, game. They were the what, one seed. What, two, what, what two great offense ago. was Derek Carr in charge of? That Ryan well, Tannehill he did. Well, that like, rivals well, like, that be, one? To be fair, I, I think Carr stinks. This is not like a pro Carr take. Well, yeah, the year where like, he got he, hurt, but the offense wasn't yeah, as good as the, that Tannehill year. Correct. That Tannehill year was like a legendary offensive season. They were great. Um, yeah. Can I... Can, is, this, is this number going to close three? And your argument here is it is more likely to go to two and a half than to go than to stay three? I, probably not, right? It's probably just going to be three. Would it... Uh, well, I just like what what are pieces of news that could cause it to go up? Two. Also, like, is Kamara gonna get suspended for this game? I probably. I personally think that won't impact anything. The point. I don't think it impacts the point spread if that happens. Yeah, I guess not. Wait, it's funny we did that like running keep, back like thing. People I'm... like their like they signed Jamal Williams. They drafted Kendra Miller. I think there's yeah. like optimism on the on the Saints running backs behind Kamara. Kamara's the best sure. of, the, of the bunch. But they drafted one and they signed one, so I think they'll be okay. I think I, I guess it would just be: is it something that <clears throat> maybe not? It's not going to cause the point spread to move one way or another, but like maybe makes it a little less likely to go to three and a half. Just like if he's not going to play in the game or something, like causes market sentiment around the Saints to not be quite as good in that game. Yeah, what is that number most likely to close at? Is it the current number of three or is it something different? I think it's uh, three. Yeah, it might be three juice to Tennessee. I'm betting the Titans. I'm just like, I'm saying it now. Like, things stay the way they are. Like, obviously, if like Will Levis is going to start or like Malik Willis is going to start, I'm, I'm out. But if it's I'd be Hill, really, Yeah, I'd be really curious. I have to look this up. Just... Uh, some coaches, I feel like we have a pretty good read on it, there are certain, certain coaches are better in certain situations. I don't think that in college, that's 100% true. And, uh, in the NFL, it's kind of true too. Like teams to win by margin. You would like some teams over another. It's almost about like style style. How do they play? I wonder, uh, I wonder how Dennis Allen was as a favorite last year. I'd be really curious about that. Um, cause bad. the, the, the better performances I'm thinking of, and what did the team finish like eight and nine or seven and 10? What were they last year? Something like that. I'm going to say seven and 10 actually. And uh, and I the the good performances I remember are like you know huge dog to the Eagles right with Minshew in the second game that's like the first game that stands out it's like a game where the Saints played well I wonder how they are like expected to win seven and ten I wonder how they are expected to win by margin not a situation that probably comes up a ton for them but had to come up at least a, in a bad division a, you know, a few times last year just a. I might go back and just look at that even where it's like, if it's a disaster, for example, he would be a coach. That would be a coach I would expect to be really bad in that situation too, by the way. Um, Dennis Allen by margin. Like the, it's almost like an oxymoron, things that don't go well, together. I, I have their schedule. And like, we should be able to piece this together by memory, like on the fly. All right. So so week one at Atlanta, they were like four in that game, right? There were more than three yeah. in that game on the road. They won by one. So I want to say they were more than four. Yeah. They were like, they were almost six, right? They were like five or five oh, and a half. Five and a half was the first number that came into my head when you said that. Yeah. Try to think of, um, at Car weren't they three on the road at Carolina in week three? Yeah. Two and a half or three. Lost by, lost by eight. 
it was two years ago that they played the Giants, right? Was it two years ago or did they play the Giants last year and and the remember the Giants two years like ago. Yeah, and the Giants did the Giants win the game? It was like seven they or won. seven and a half and the Giants won they the won. game. That was two years ago, they right? Won. Yeah. They won in overtime. Like, uh, like right. Saquon had like an unbelievable We bet the I, we I think I had a really big bet on the Giants in that game. That was the New York, New York parlay day. The oh, Giants won yeah. and the Jets won as underdogs. I didn't bet the Jets, but I, that you were you made famous about that, uh, that parlay. That was good. Let's have more weeks like that. that. Yeah. I, was, I, was in, I was in Europe for two weeks, and no one said, "Hey, aren't you Nick Costos?" So, <laughs> are you Nick? New York, New York, the parlay. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you, something. New York Nick. I would, if that happened, I would like jump off whatever building I was on if that actually <laughs> right. happened. Like, oh, it's a new. Oh, no. New York, New York. Oh, oh, the boroughs. Yeah, I don't know how many. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how many more times they were favored. See, but see, seems six. unlikely it's a situation where I'd want to back Dennis Allen. Yeah, so, yeah, give me the Titans in week number one. But anyway, so the, the, all this to say, likely to start 0-1. Uh, so coming up next, we will start the Power Hour with, we will actually do the Titans schedule. We'll see where DeAndre Hopkins and company land. Valuable bet on the win total. Uh, we'll give you all our bets for tonight as well. Final hour of the show with Nick and Ken here on the BetQL Network on a magnificent Monday. <laughs> 